It's Sunday, December 11th, and this is Brian with The Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. An intense storm sweeping across much of the U.S. in coming days will bring heavy rain and snow in some places, along with possible tornadoes and blizzard conditions. The rough weather started in the Pacific Northwest and California early Saturday. Heavy rains prompted flood advisors for some of coastal California, while some northern mountain passes were blanketed in icy snow. Heavy snowfall in the Sierra Nevada in eastern California could bring up to five feet by Sunday, the center said. The eastward-moving storm will hit the plains by Tuesday. It could dump as much as a foot of snow in some areas by Wednesday, according to the Weather Service. From there, it will likely continue toward the east coast, but it is too early to predict its impact ahead of the holidays, said Mark Chenard, a meteorologist for the National Weather Service. In other news, Ukrainian leaders have vowed to retake all territory occupied by Russia, prompting a debate over what would be necessary for Ukraine to win and evict Moscow's forces. Pushing Russian forces out of the entrenched positions they hold in more than 15% of Ukraine's territory will require an even greater flow of military support, possibly more than the West is willing and able to bear. Secretary of State Antony Blinken told the Wall Street Journal last Monday that the U.S. would support Kyiv in recovering territory Russia has grabbed since launching its invasion on February 24th, suggesting that Washington might not back Ukraine military in retaking areas that Russia seized in 2014, including the Crimean Peninsula. Senior officials from Ukraine's allies and NATO predict the war likely will end at the negotiating table. But what happens around that table is absolutely linked to the situation on the battlefield, according to NATO Secretary General Jen Stoltenberg. Around the world, facing a surge in COVID-19 cases, China is setting up more intensive care facilities and trying to strengthen hospitals as Beijing rolls back antivirus controls that can find millions of people to their homes, crushed economic growth, and set off protests. President Xi Jinping's government is officially committed to stopping virus transmission, the last major country to try. But the latest moves suggest the ruling Communist Party will tolerate more cases without quarantines or shutting down travel or businesses as it winds down its zero-COVID strategy. According to social media accounts, there are outbreaks in businesses and schools across China. Some restaurants and other businesses have closed because too many employees are sick. The Chinese government called for full mobilization of hospitals, including adding staff to ensure their combat effectiveness and increasing drug supplies, according to state media. Back in the U.S., Caleb Williams brought sizzle, excitement, and star power back to Southern California football, as well as the Heisman Trophy. Williams, the dynamic quarterback who was the catalyst for the Trojans' turnaround season, won the Heisman on Saturday night to make USC the first school to take home college football's most prestigious player of the year award eight times. Williams received 544 first-place votes and over 2,000 points to easily outpoint TCU quarterback Max Dugan. Before taking hold of his big bronze trophy, Williams hugged Mike Garrett, USC's first Heisman winner in 1965, who was one of 23 previous players to attend the ceremony near Lincoln Center. And, a Tokyo company aimed for the moon with its own private lander Sunday, blasting off atop a SpaceX rocket, with the United Arab Emirates' first lunar rover and a toy-like robot from Japan 
that's designed to roll around up there in the gray dust. The company iSpace designed its craft to use minimal fuel to save money and leave more room for cargo. It will take nearly five months for the lander and its experiments to reach the moon. It's taking a slow, low-energy path to the moon, flying one million miles from Earth before looping back and intersecting with the moon by the end of April. The iSpace lander will aim for Atlas Crater in the northeastern section of the moon's near side, more than 50 miles across and just over one mile deep. NASA's Orion crew capsule, by contrast, took only five days to reach the moon last month. Its lunar flyby mission ends today with a Pacific Ocean splashdown. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. Share this with a friend and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. You can also sign up for our newsletter at themorningnews.com. Thank you for listening.